This podcast series is brought to you by the Committee for Adelaide and Grant Law PR. We talk with passionate boomerangs and arrows in this series and hear why they have chosen South Australia as their home to live and work. Boomerangs are people who are originally from South Australia, moved abroad and have returned. Arrows are people who have chosen to make South Australia their new home. So Peter, we have an international and interstate boomerang with us today. It's Thomas Mitchell from Biome Bank. Welcome, Thomas. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. I'm yeah, excited to be here. Thanks so much for coming in, Thomas. Um, let's start by you giving us a little bit of a history about your story and your and your move abroad and why you are back here now in South Australia. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my background is as a bioinformatician, so using computers to solve, you know, genomic problems. And uh, I ended up leaving Australia where I went to Boston and uh, helped a few others set up a biotechnology company called Finch Therapeutics, developing microbial therapies to treat our medical need. And that was a spin out out of MIT. It's a super exciting experience. And then from there, uh, I ended up uh, leaving Boston, uh, where I went to um, Cambridge in the UK. I managed the drug development portfolio for another microbial therapeutics company, uh, going about it in a very different way. And that was a that was also an awesome experience in drug development. And then, uh, you know, finally, I knew someone actually from Adelaide. And uh, when I finished up my work in Cambridge, uh, Sam Costello, one of the co-founders of Biobank, uh, mm. said, would you want to uh, come to South Australia and come to Adelaide to be the CEO of Biobank and work with me to develop the future of microbial therapies? And um that's a nice call to get. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad call to get, uh, you know. And, you know, when I tell people this story, I say that there are, um, there are a few things that are important to making a decision like this. And one was, uh, you know, it's important to work with good people. And Sam and the team, they're great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, you know, I really wanted to bring my drug development expertise back to Australia. So that was the second tick. And then the third was uh, when I did a due diligence on the company, I saw there are a few assets inside the company and external to the company that could really, if positioned right, could create a global uh, microbial therapeutics leader in a very short period of time. And so with that, I convinced my wife that Adelaide is the same as New York and uh, I made my way back. (laughs) And so it's good to be here anyway. And is she convinced? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think she's, uh, she's, she's glad it's a little different. This is a beautiful city. So uh, for those who don't know what Biome Bank is, what, do, what is it you're doing with uh, microbial therapy? Yeah, so really Biome Bank is a clinical stage biotechnology company. And by that, I mean, it's quite advanced, even though it's a young company. And it's developing microbial therapies uh, really to treat our medical need. And in the company, what we're doing is we're looking to restore function to the host through the microbiome so you have all these complex community of bacteria in your gut Mm. and over time there's been a loss of certain keystone species that we believe have driven the onset of certain chronic diseases and if you restore that function so if you give that lost bacteria back to a patient then you can effectively treat those chronic diseases okay such as such as uh really one of them is ulcerative colitis and uh, Sam Castillo, the co-founder, has shown that 
fecal microbiota transplantation or FMT uh, can be used to treat ulcerative colitis. That's a uh, chronic inflammation of the colon. And the current therapies that are used to treat that uh, chronic disease uh, mainly target the immune system. And, you know, those therapies have an increased rate of uh, infection and cancer, but we think targeting the microbiome, the community of microbes in your gut is actually important and may be one of the primary drivers of the disease. And I see as well that there's applications for this in, in the treatment of other uh, conditions such as Parkinson's even. So the, the application for this globally is, is, is massive. You must be very excited. Yeah, it's super exciting because um, there, are, there are two arms to the company actually. So there's one arm to the company where we take a uh, what we call a complete microbial therapy, uh, which is very similar to FMT, mm. where someone comes in, donates a sample, and they get paid for that donation especially depending on the size. But uh, uh, we extract all the bacteria uh, under anaerobic conditions and we formulate that uh, really into a syringe where it can be delivered via colonoscopy. But we hope to reformulate that so it's freeze-dried in a capsule so you can take it orally. And to your point, you you, you treat many diseases with that broad therapy. And then the second arm to the company is around really reducing the complexity. So finding the key bacteria that carry certain functions for treating certain diseases. And instead of it coming from a donor, like you or I, it would come from a bioreactor. So we can, uh, we can essentially manufacture it at scale and we can treat patients all over the world. Oh, that's wow. We have applied to the TGA. We've submitted our dossier, uh, which is huge because it will be the first microbial therapy Proved as a biologic in the world, mm. and it's coming out of South, South Australia. Australia. That's it. Yeah, that's that huge, fantastic. right? And we are positioning it for recurrent Clostridioides difficile infection, which is this life-threatening mm. infection that you mentioned. But we're also positioning it for multiple uh, indications, like ulcerative colitis. And so the same therapy can be used for multiple diseases, and uh, we anticipate approval will be next year. And just quickly, actually, on uh, C diff, as it's called. What um, is that? Uh, it's like a weed in your gut, really. Okay. And so uh, you, you, let's say you go to a hospital, uh, you, you get antibiotics, and you happen to pick up a spore of this particular bacteria. Right. It finds its way into your gut. And then when you have it, because uh, the antibiotics wipe out all the bacteria, really, in your gut, it's an open landscape. And so it grows in that landscape. But uh, when it grows, what do you do when you have an infection? Mm-hmm treat it with antibiotics and so therefore it wipes out that landscape again all the normal flora that you have as well as c diff and because it's got that open landscape again it grows back and so it's like a weed it grows back again but uh, antibiotics are shown to be about a 30 percent efficacious but our product if you treat it with antibiotics and you replace all that flora you, you, you put in cheetahs and you put in lions right they occupy that landscape and they prevent it growing, and mm. it has about a 90% efficacy rate. Wow. And so it's fast becoming the standard of care. And notably, the TGA have allowed us to uh, continue to provide this product to patients throughout Australia ahead of market authorization. So we're supplying it to, I believe, over 23 hospitals all throughout Australia, and that continues to grow. And we plan to supply that all throughout the APAC region and Europe. And clearly the results are, are working <laughs> 
yes, yes, they are. So, um, you know, clinicians are coming back to us and asking it so they can treat patients. And, and it's got a high mortality rate. Patients who get recurrent infection uh, can die. And so, um, you know, I think the TGA are aligned in just trying to get patients treated. So... So our podcast is all about again, you know, connecting Adelaide. So what, what, how do you, how are you collaborating with other, uh, you know, similar companies or other sort of medical uh, and research companies in Adelaide? Yeah. So, I, you know, I am still new to Adelaide. I think I've been here about ten months, so maybe I'm not so new, but uh, I'm still trying to connect with the network here. Um, from a biotech perspective, there is an incredible uh, health precinct mm. that has been established and is continued to be built. And so there's all of these new buildings going in. Yeah, and Samri 2 about mm, to go up as well. Women's yeah. and Children's Hospitals. Soon. Women's and Children's. And so I'm speaking with the people there and saying, well, look, you know, you've got this great infrastructure, but uh, how can we establish something that enables the translation of a lot of that research into drugs? And that's, I always joke, I'd love to see Adelaide as the Delaware of the world because mm. um, that's, you know, everyone incorporates and develops companies primarily out of Delaware because they make it such a rich environment. Yeah. And so it'd be great to see that here. So trying to connect with those people now, actually. Fantastic. Yeah. And so tell us about your initial perceptions of Adelaide and, and how that might have changed over the, the past 10 months. Yeah, well, actually, when I first came here and I was in quarantine, uh, I got sheltered in on a bus down at some small streets, so I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about Adelaide when I got here. And then I had a small window that overlooked a car park. And so I thought, oh, where is Adelaide? Like, how big is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Based on this small street. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess my perceptions when we first got here is that it's, uh, it's a beautiful and well-connected city. And I didn't realise how connected it is, which is actually a bit of a superpower I think for the city. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that's one thing I've learned. I also know that traffic's not so bad here. Everything's about 20 minutes away. Uh, the beach, uh, you know, vineyards, everything else. So it's a really livable city. So lifestyle is important to you and you, you find what you're after here. Yeah. Look, I think lifestyle is important. Um, but being in a fast paced environment where, you know, Essentially, people unlock doors and you can move as fast as you want to. That's really important to me. And the, the people that I work with have that same opportunity. And um, it's certainly, I've certainly seen that while I've been here. Um, if you could have a, like in a perfect world for me, you have a rich biotech environment where people are spinning up multiple companies uh, and it's super livable. It's like mm. the best of both worlds, right? And, and networking, you tapped in before and you sort of said you're still looking to do that. I mean, you've recently come to an Adelaide Connected event. Hopefully you've made some great contacts since then. What else do you do to network and, and meet yeah. other like-minded individuals? So yeah, definitely a, a shout-out to Adelaide Connected. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's been a – it's great to see an organisation like this set up here that enable people like myself coming back to be connected with others in the community that have come back and have a similar experience. Mm. Cause sometimes when you come to areas, um, it can be a, what do they say? A little clicky, you know what I mean? Mm. The closed circles, but this certainly helped unlock that for me. And I've been a lot of great people. Um, but outside of Adelaide connected, uh, what I do is, um, from a professional setting, 
you know, I, I have a board, uh, which are, have been very open and connecting me with as many people as possible. Uh, and then outside of that, I've been engaging the community here proactively myself. You know, I've come back to Australia. I'm, you know, I'm developing microbial therapies. I had this skill set and um, I'm just getting to know the community. And funnily enough, people are very responsive to that, both venture, but also uh, the professionals here. And, um, and a few people that I've met through Adelaide Connected and a few other places, I asked them, would they be willing to pay it forward? As in, would they be willing to connect me to even more people? And they've done that. And yeah. I've met some incredible people through that. So don't Fabulous. be afraid to ask, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What do you think we can do as a state, Thomas, to uh, attract more talent such as yourself here? Yeah. I think that comes back to my point around like being the Delaware of the world, mm. right? Mm. Um, you know, from a drug development perspective, I'm interested in building, you know, establishing and, and building companies, right? that go on to be very successful and make a big impact on the world. And the only way to do that is to come into an environment that enables you to do that. It's, it's, you know, it's a bit of a lock and key situation. You need someone with the energy that wants to do that. And then you have to have an environment that enables you to do it. And so, you know, having people here that are paying it forward, unlocking doors for you, um, having regulations in place, uh, do it like having people that want to do deals where they empower companies so they do these really good deals that attract venture um, there's a lot in it but uh, I think that uh, to summarize it just creating a really good environment that makes it easy for people to build companies and do you think we do a good enough job of promoting Adelaide as a migration and an investment destination you know it certainly wasn't at the top of my list when uh, you know I was approached about the opportunity um, but on further research, I found that, oh, my God, this place looks pretty incredible. You know, you know, why not? Yeah, you kind of have to see it to believe it, I find. I think there's a perception out there of old school Adelaide and what Adelaide used to be like rather than the thriving place it is now. And I just think we're, it's, it's such an exciting time to be in South Australia and listening and, and hearing the things that you're doing, Thomas, in particular, and the future and vision you have for biotech in South Australia. It's just exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm look. A, a, a part of my goal coming back here, other than bringing my own expertise, is to also train up people here. Mm. And um, I, I'm already in the midst of bringing in people from Boston and other places to South Australia. So I'm going to try and pull in as much talent as possible right. as well. That's exactly what we want to hear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and is there any particular advantages that you have or that Biome Bank has in being an athlete? It's a big global connected world, but. Yeah. You know, is, it, is it ease of doing business? Well, yeah. So actually it's quite nuanced when it comes to microbial therapies. One, uh, Callan is quite good for us as a company. You know, it's a large uh, clinical network that has the ability to run clinical trials. And through those clinical trials, we can actually gain access to that data and those samples. And we can use that to inform drug discovery in new diseases. So that is an advantage, like infrastructure, right? And access to that infrastructure. Um, and also South Australia doesn't have COVID, which is quite good yes. for us, uh, especially because we're recruiting donors that we use to create the drug product. Um, so that's quite an advantage. And then 
I wouldn't say Adelaide, but Australia for us is quite good because I find the, the Therapeutics Goods Administration, the TGA, are quite innovative. And um, that's enabled us to move fairly quickly in for our drug product. And that's how we were able to be the first, really. Thomas, would you be able to tell us a little bit about, you know, the best practices of your process of moving to South Australia? How did you find that? Yeah, so um, surprisingly, it, it wasn't too hard. Um, however, my wife may disagree. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that, you know, when we decided to move, we were uh, actually in the US and it was during COVID. So it's a bit of a stressful time. Mm. And we managed to get one of the only flights that didn't get cancelled. And uh, we actually flew through Qatar, I believe, to arrive in Australia. Now, ahead of that, we had to get everything packed up into a shipping container and shipped over. And we had to plan that a few months ahead. So it took about three months of that to get here. So we had to time that quite right. And then also on top of that, we had to get a, a, a good immigration lawyer that take a lot of the pressure off us for my wife who is from the US. So I think from a visa perspective, just getting someone to handle that, um, you know, timing it right for shipping and then just getting lucky when it comes to the flights. But actually one other thing to mention here and for anyone listening that is looking to migrate here, uh, you know, I found that when we were looking to, you know, we, we, we never, we didn't know that much about Adelaide. So we decided to start off renting and, um, you know, renting and finding a car, we found that the the economics of that were a little bit different than we anticipated, um, as in there wasn't that much in supply. And so it was hard to find some of these things. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think, you know, we did a lot of it ourselves, but uh, certainly if you could have someone that could support you in that, especially ahead of time, and maybe the company that you're applying for can help you with that, then that can take a bit of pressure off as well. So, Thomas, tell us, what are you watching or listening to at the moment that you can recommend? So uh, I'm listening to uh, an audio book at the moment and I'm also listening to a really good podcast recently. So the podcast is by NPR and it's called uh, Moderna and Flagship Pioneering. Okay, and what's that about? Yeah, so that's a really interesting podcast and it's about uh, flagship pioneering, which is quite an interesting uh, venture capital company and its sole purpose is really to create biotechs so it's a company that creates companies and uh, i won't say too much because i don't want to spoil the podcast but um, it's a really interesting uh, business model for uh, creating new biotechs anyway okay and the uh and the audiobook is june and uh, i'm listening to that because the movie actually is coming out quite soon and uh, um, it's just a really interesting book about uh, you know many different things uh, one of which is ecology uh, but also about uh, this population of people called the Fremen. And, uh, you know, they're a harsh kind of uh, underestimated population. And, you know, I, I kind of romanticise about that sometimes uh, about Australia as well. But, uh, you know, there's so much uh, untapped potential here. Yeah. So when you're not focused on gut ecology and, and, and uh, listening to, to podcasts, have you managed to find time to explore South Australia? We've been doing a few hikes around here um, and uh, people have been suggesting a few different places. Uh, I've yet to go to uh, Kangaroo Island yet, so that's probably next on put that on your list. Yeah, <laughs> although everything's getting booked out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a beautiful spot. 
Thank you so much for coming in, Thomas. We really do appreciate your time. Um, and we look forward to hearing more about your progress here in South Australia. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you for listening to our podcast, brought to you by hosts Grant Law and Peter St. Clair. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on socials. Simply search for Adelaide Connected. We host podcasts monthly, so stay tuned to hear from more inspiring boomerangs and arrows who have chosen South Australia as a place to live and work.